welcome all as you know we are dealing with manduk upanishad with gaudapada karika already binduji have covered the entire upanishad along with the vaitata prakaranam now today starting with the new prakarana that is advaita prakarana it's very very important and i think uh, uh, gaudapada is successfully will be able to clear almost all doubts uh, in this prakaranam so i am also eager to listen to binduji uh, i request binduji to begin with thank you thank you very much ओम नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्भ्यो नमो गुरुभ्य शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव पादरायण सूत्रवाशीकृत वंदे भगवत ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेति मूर्तिवेद विभागिने व्योमवत्याय श्रीदक्षिणाूर्त नम ओं श्रीगुरभ्यो नम भद्रम कर्णे शृणुयाम देवा भद्रम पश्येक्षवागुंसस्तनूषेम देवहिदम यदायु स्वस्ति इंद्रो वृद्धश्रवा स्वस्ति पूषा विश्वेदा स्वस्ति नाक्षोरी स्वस्ति नो बृहस्पतिर्दता शांति 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 प्रज्ञा सुप्रदान स्थिजर निगर व्यापिव्यलोकान्भोगाशिताशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषाशेषा
ಸರ್ವಸ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭವಪ್ಯೋಹಿ ಭೂತಾಂ ನಾಂದ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಂ ನ ಬಿಹಿ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಂ ನೋ ವೇದ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಂ ನ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾನಗನಂ ನ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಂ ನ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಂ ಅದೃಶ್ಯಂ ಅವ್ಯವಹಾರ್ಯಂ ಅಗ್ರಾಹ್ಯಂ ಅಲಕ್ಷಣಂ ಅಚಿಂತ್ಯಂ ಅವ್ಯಪದೇಶಂ ಏಕಾತ್ಮ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಸಾರಂ ಪ್ರಪಂಚೋಪಶಮಂ ಶಾಂತಂ ಶಿವಂ ಅದ್ವೈತಂ ಚತುರ್ಥಂ ಮನ್ಯಂತೆ ಸಾತ್ಮ ಸ ವಿಜ್ಞೇಯ ಸೋಯಮಾತ್ಮ ಅಧ್ಯಕ್ಷರಂ ಓಂಕಾರಂ ಅಧಿಮಾತ್ರಂ ಪಾದ ಮಾತ್ರ ಮಾತ್ರಾಶ್ಚ ಪಾದ ಅಕಾರ ಉಕಾರಮಕಾರ ಇತಿ ಜಾಗರಿತಸ್ಥಾನೋ ವೈಶ್ವಾನರ ಪ್ರಥಮ ಪಾದ ಪ್ರಥಮ ಮಾತ್ರ ಆಪ್ತೇರಾಧಿಮತ್ವಾ ಆಪ್ನೋದಿ ಹವೈ ಸರ್ವಾನ್ ಕಾಮಾನ್ ಆದಿಶ್ಚವತಿ ಸ ಏವಂ ವೇದ ಸ್ವಪ್ನಸ್ಥಾನೈಜಸ ಉಕಾರೋ ದ್ವಿತೀಯ ಮಾತ್ರ ಉತ್ಕರ್ಷಾದುಭಯತ್ವಾತ್ಕರ್ಷದಿ ಹವೈ ಜ್ಞಾನಸಂತತಿ ಸಮಾನಸ್ತಿ ನ ಅಸ್ಮ್ರಹ್ಮಕುಲೇವತಿ ಯ ಏವಂ ವೇದ ಸುಷುಪ್ತಸ್ಥಾನ ಪ್ರಾಜ್ಞ ಮಕಾರ ತೃತೀಯ ಮಾತ್ರ ಮಿತೇರಪಿತೇರ್ವಾ ವಿನೋದಿ ಹವಾ ಇದಂ ಸರ್ವಂ ಅಪೀತಿಶ್ಚತಿ ಯೇವಂ ವೇದ ಅಮಾತ್ರಶ್ಚತುರ್ಥ ಅವ್ಯವಹಾರ್ಯ ಪ್ರಪಂಚೋಪಶಮ ಶಿವ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಏವಂ ಓಂಕಾರ ಆತ್ಮೈವ ಸಂವಿಶತಿ ಆತ್ಮನ ಆತ್ಮಾನಂ ಯೇವಂ ವೇದ ಸೊ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ಸೀನ್ ದ ಆಗಮ ಪ್ರಕರಣ ವಿಚ್ ವಾಸ್ ಎಸ್ಟಾಬ್ಲಿಷಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಟ್ರೂತ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಸತ್ಯಂ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ದ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ಇಂಟರ್ಮಿಂಗಲ್ಡ್ ವಿನ್ ದ ಕಾರಿಕ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಪರ್ಪಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಮಂತ್ರಸ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಕಾರಿಕ ವಾಸ್ ಟು ಎಸ್ಟಾಬ್ಲಿಷ್ ದಟ್ ಅದ್ವೈತಂ ಪರಮಾರ್ಥದ ದ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಟ್ರೂತ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾನ್ ದುವಲ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ತುರಿಯ ಆತ್ಮ ವಾಟ್ ಎವರ್ ನೇಮ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಕಾಲ್ ಇಟ್ ಸೊ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಸತ್ಯಂ ಈಸ್ ದ ಪಾ ದ ಥೀಮ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ವೈತತ್ಯಂ ಈಸ್ ವೈತತ್ಯ ಪ್ರಕರಣಂ ಈಸ್ ದ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ವಿಚ್ ವೈತತ್ಯಂ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಮಿಥ್ಯತ್ವಂ ಆರ್ ದ ಅನ್ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ಸೊ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಸತ್ಯಂ ಜಗದ್ ಮಿಥ್ಯ ದ ಜಗತ್ ಆರ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪೀರಿಯನ್ಸಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಅನ್ರಿಯಲ್ ವಾಸ್ ಎಸ್ಟಾಬ್ಲಿಷ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಬೈ ಗಿವಿಂಗ್ examples and refuting other philosophies which were proclaiming those days that you know the reality of the world by either from the atomic theory or from the prana theory or from the other theories which were prevalent those days like padartha the nyaya vaisheshika even indian logic and then sankhya bauda all those philosophers were taking the world as real so gaudapada in the karikas has taken one by one and refuted them saying that where their folly is very well was shown up by the karika and the explanation thereof and uh, towards the end of the vaidatya pragaranam he unmistakably has established that the entire experiences of the world of which we call it as a real world of experience is dependent reality or is unreal as an independent absolute truth now just one establishing as a truth and the other one establishing as unreal doesn't land us anywhere unless we bring in a relationship between them or the connection between the two what is the 
then we know that the world of experience are being experienced and at the time of experience there is a feeling of reality in it well by the philosophy and the karikas we knew that the unreality is tenable and we we can understand it but it is not our experience so how do we resolve this one side intellectually logically saying it is for it is unreal at the same time our experiences and our you know individual experiences are not supporting that here is the benefit of the third chapter which is called advaita prakaranam advaita the very world itself is non dual nadidiyam yasya advaita there is nothing other than that which indirectly says that the satyam of the first chapter and the unreal of the second chapter are not two separate they are indeed one and only one but seeing them as separate is the cause for all the follies all the miseries all the problems in life and the limitations which we feel the individual individualized feeling we have everything is based on that not understanding of the oneness between the first and the second the world is real if you know it is what is the reality in the world at the same time the world is unreal the way we see it so it has got both aspects hidden in it and the both aspects should when you resolve it together we call it as advaita this duality when resolved which becomes a non dual existence is the theme of the third and i think and mercilessly gaudapata strips us of all notions which we have that we are an individual jivo brahmaiva napara is the theme that is the jiva the individual and brahma the absolute truth na apara there is no difference between the two so jivo brahmaiva napara meaning itself is that there is no no space or not even a chance for the separation between the individual and the brahma which means all the notions which we are holding that i am an individual i am i am separate from others i am separate from the world all those imaginations and experiences and feelings is based on what when it is exposed by the gaudapada in the through the karikas we will be in a state where intellectually we will be able to appreciate and understand it but he doesn't stop the he brings two theories for that the theories are not nothing new it is there in the upanishad in every word in other upanishads also is there but he has used some words which is unique to this gaudapada's style of using it one is called the ajati ajati means non creation or there is no nothing created something new 
Therefore, there is ajati means non-creation. That is Brahma is all. The Turiya is all. Everything is nothing but that absolute truth. But there is experience of creation. That creation is unreal. Therefore, no creation. Therefore, ajati. Then another unique thing which he brings in in this in this chapter is asparsha yoga. Sparsha means normally the word sparsha means is contact or touch. Asparsha means non-contact. Again, the word yoga means is unison. Now, the words itself is so much confusing. We will deal it in detail when we come to that. But the meaning is that non-contact unison. Now, how can such a term theme exist? In in a literal sense, it is impossible. But Gaudapada's yoga is called Asparsha Yoga. He tells us how to do that. And there is a methodology which will he explains in towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the karika, I mean the chapter, third chapter, whereby he will place us literally like a father putting his child in a cradle, all of us into that state of adyutiyatu, non-dual, experiential, and and he tells at the end of it. You may feel that you may be in a, in a bliss and a glory of that. Don't get fooled or you know, enamored by that and forget yourself the reality. At the same time, don't slip into sleep because it is so pleasing that you may fall into sleep. That also you should not do. So you can imagine what with love and affection is the master telling us the realities of the truth. So with this preamble, let me start the karikas as much as possible. I may take slightly longer duration for the karikas in this chapter because there are a lot of technicalities involved in each one of them. So I won't rush like the Vaidatya Pragaranam where the other philosophies were refuted. Here this is a philosophy which is used by Advaitin themselves to establish the non-duality. So, uh, it, may not, it may be slightly uh, uh, delaying the speed at which we are moving, but it is needed for correct understanding. So, with that in mind, let us enter to the first karika. Upasana Srito Dharmo Jate Brahmani Vartate Pragutpatte Rajam Sarvam so the word is that upasana sritaha dharmaha jatehe brahmani vartate prag utpattehe ajam sarvam tena asau kripana smrita. Now if we look at that upasana srita is an adjective for dharmaha. So the word dharma here is is the name given for the jiva. So don't confuse the dharma as the righteousness and etc. Here, here dharma is the dharana. It is the understanding 
by the individual because of which he is called dharma and what type of an understanding upasana srita he has a dependency on the upasana or in the there is a sense of i am a limited individual created for by the brahman or the all pervading absolute reality parameshwara ishwara brahma hiranyagarbha names are no relevance here but something higher superior is creating therefore i need to be propitiating or doing upasana to that that type of a dependency in which is existing that is called the upasana sita dharma jate brahmani vartate so here jate sati brahmani in the brahman vartate this jiva is in reality is inside brahman now the details we will come into the later that the feeling of the separated and i should be doing upasana or meditation or you know devotion to brahman as an entity superior to me from the inferior feeling that i am a limited individual is actually in in the in the brahman only utpatte prak sarvam ajam before that feeling came into our existence this individual experience when it came utpatte prak means before the before this utpatti means creation of this individuality came sarvam ajam everything was unborn in the state of brahman there was no creation even the feeling that it is being created is being answered later so in that state of absolute consciousness awareness an awareness of individuality arises that is not a real birth it is ajam the real birth doesn't happen tena asau kripana smitah because of that tena because of that asau means this individuality kripana smrata kripana the word kripana is actually speaking a very derogatory name a miser or a person who is always in need always you know even human he may be the richest man or the man with everything in the world yet never satisfied with everything what he has got he is still extending his hand or his you know desires to achieve more that is the state of the individual therefore he is remembered as a kripana as a miser in the in 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 the law in in the terms of advaita for example if he thinks that the person is a king and in the dream he goes and he becomes a beggar that attitude of beggarliness in the dream 
is residing in the king in the waking to acquire and aggrandize other kingdom and everything which he has not done is resulting as a beggarliness in the dream to make him be become a, like a beggar but the dream world is different waking world is different from the experiential point of view but as far as the awareness is concerned the person who knows that i am dreaming i would my dream as a as a beggar was only in the dream i am not really a beggar he came but he is not remembering that that tendency to acquire more he is resident even when he was when he is in waking also therefore he is always remembered as a person who is miser in nature or who is wanting more so this is the first chapter first the thing with which gaudapada starts this definitions for the advaitam in a place where you cannot have multiplicity there is this feeling of separatedness and not only the separatedness is felt that person is also wanting to more when he is everything he is brahma swarupa he is in reality brahma only in sarvagata sand utpatte prak sarvam before he took the shape of the individual he was everything yet when he took the shape of the individual he forgets that he was everything or he is everything and he needs everything he is still trying to reach more this tendency in the as in us is triggered by our nature of to expand everything is is being told by some of the commentators that you know to to expand in time to occupy in space by the individual is the in resulting in the form of desires in us and that is prompting us the desires and we work towards the desires when in reality the form which we have assumed as individuality is unreal not realizing that the expansion in time and the occupation in space is prompted because of this ignorance in us so when you look at that we need to understand it properly for which gaudapada brings the second karika the second karika says ato ato vaksham vakshyami akarpanyam ajati samadangatam yadana jayate kinchit jayamanam samanyata ataha therefore aham vakshyami i will explain akarpanyam the non miserliness ajati non non birth or non creation from the samadam gatam which one the one which is occupying everything tata yata na jayate kinchit nothing is created right samanyataha jayamanam na kinchit jayate it is how it is to be done that that is from the total jayamana means appearing to have been created nothing is really brought out or nothing is taking place so what is it therefore 
how does we now look at the each of the words now we should know that what is the definition of the individual in the first karika as a limited insufficient miserly limited being is not the reality therefore ataha samadan gatam ajadi what that is occupying everything has not really taken birth as an individual therefore there is no place for him to have the karpanyam or the miserliness therefore avakarpanyam he is not a miser the reality is that he is neither a miser nor has he taken birth i will explain this vakshami just as yada samandada jayamanam now here is the word samandada jayamanam na jayate tada shrunu like that i will explain to you he is referring this basically from a from the same thing in the purusha suktam there is a statement ajayamano bahuda vrjayate ajayamano means ajaya jaya means to birth give birth ajaya means without taking birth without taking birth bahuda vijayate he becomes many now that is a contradictory statement without taking birth he becomes many means how can it happen this statement of the Up upanishad is very cryptic in nature to understand the meaning we have to go to the the intended meaning from the literal meaning of the words <clears throat> in the technical parlance there are two things for every word arthatnyanam and lakshyatnyanam arthatnyanam means the word which stands for for example if i say that he is the pillar of the family now when the word pillar of the family is being used or he is a, the, the the ruler is the pillar of justice let me take that as an example let the, the ruler is a pillar of justice doesn't mean he is literally a pillar the word pillar means a post or a supporting supporting stool uh, what you call stump which carries the load and the object which is supporting to which is supporting the pillar is supporting now here the word meaning pillar definitely stands for the word pillar or this or the what supports the whole thing but here the meaning of the pillar is not that the ruler is a pillar of justice means he is the upholder of justice he has the total control of justice under him he is the protector and upholder of justice so the word pillar we discard and we substitute it with the upholder and protector of justice in place of the pillar so that substitution is called the lakshyartha or intended meaning 
same way in the upanishad many places b and even in the karikas they use these type of uh, wording words where it is intended meaning not the literal meaning <coughs> so jayamanam is such a word ajayamano here it is a samandada jayamanam both the meaning is a jayamana means appearing to be many not having born many the literal meaning is to having born many but it is to be taken as appearing to appearing in as if in many how it is being done is what i am going to explain to you listen to me is what gaudapada is saying that now he is coming out with an example he is using the very famous example of pot and the sky atma hi akavas akashavat jeevai gadakashai iva uditah gadadivacha sangatai jate etat nidarshanam atma hi akashavat atma is like the akasha here atma means jeevatma and paramatma both are substituted with one word atma jeevai hi gadakashaivai iva uditah uditah means arising now the space is all pervading when a room is being built or a pot is being made or any enclosure is being made we have a sense of limitation of space due to the instruments which is that space is contained four walls if it is a room if it is a shape of a pot we call it as a pot etc now the the space as if rose out of that container is the feeling we get when the container is being brought in or built the pot is example here gadakasha but if you really look into that the space can never be divided or contained inside the pot gadadivacha sangatai jate jato etat nidarshanam what happens is that in the in the case of gadadivat like the gada sangadaicha all the you know boundaries which is there for the for the gada like the neck the pot and the bottom etc as if that space has risen out of nowhere jatau etat nidarshanam now this didarshanam means drishtantam or example is exactly what is we are going to use for refuting that the individual is not a reality but an appearance the individuality is unreal has to be understood with this example in the mind because 
if you look really look into the pot space what happens is that the pot space may have utility value the room space has utility value that doesn't make it absolutely real the existence of the pot and the existence of the room needs space therefore there is a dependency of those existence on the space which is there outside if the outside if the entire space in the entire space if a pot has to come up the body of the pot and the inside of the pot everything is in space only we can never even imagine an existence of a pot where there is no space inside nor the space being occupied by the body of the pot same is the situation between the jiva and the brahma atma so what does it say that gadadishu prilineshu gadakashadayah yata aakashe sampriliyande tadvat jiva iha atmani yada gadadishu prilineshu when the thought is merging with the space in the total space same is the case tatvat jiva iha atmani sampriliyande when you realize that who you are or what is our reality what is that we feel as individualization or the individuality the reality of that when it is known that very moment you will be not feeling the separatedness from the total just as when we know that the pot the space of the inside the pot the body of the pot and the space of the outside the pot is non differential it is only an appearance inside the space same way in the total awareness or existence awareness satchidananda atma atma brahma awareness consciousness existence the names have can be used in whichever way you feel think it will make meaningful to you in that the appearance of a individual is not different like the gada and the, the pot and the space here the jiva and the atma the moment that jiva realizes that it is a phenomenon which is i am experiencing temporarily he will be able to shift his locus from the temporary identification to his own real identification as to who he is in the waking he identifies with a body called the waking body so that is part number 1 in the dream he identifies with the dreamer that is the part number 2 in the deep sleep he identifies with that another part which is called part number 3 now all the three part is known 
from the place where the, all the three pots are sitting just as we know that we have a waking state we have the dream state we have the deep sleep state i am aware of the state three happening and in me it is happening that for i am not the one which is going through these thing it is an experience felt when i look at pot a i see the waking world when i look into the pot b i see the dream world when i look into the darkness of the deep pot 3 i see nothing these are all the way in which awareness identifies itself the total awareness in which the waker the dreamer and the deep sleep arises when they dissolve where will they dissolve they will dissolve in that oneness of the awareness that is what it is said yatha gadakanteshu prilineshu gadadaya aakashe sampriliyande tadvajiva yatmani sampriliyande imagine the pot whether you want to destroy the pot or not doesn't matter the pot the existence itself is an appearance as independent separate from the total space it cannot exist without that so whether you want to destroy it to know whether the space it is the same space or intellectually you can understand in either case the reality doesn't change there is only one space the appearance and the pot and the pot space is a dependent on the total space and therefore it is appearing to be separate same way the total awareness the awareness cannot be dissected or contained in in the containers there that is exactly when the question comes just as can you imagine anything without space outside the space to look at the space or without occupying the space same way can we imagine anything existing without awareness the moment you say i don't know something is existing that i that brings in the word no awareness that that it doesn't exist maybe existing maybe existing all the statements has to have some reference to the awareness without referring to the awareness consciousness or knowledge the words are just used interchangeably by me so without acknowledgement of that awareness or consciousness there can never exist anything same just as without the space no object can ever exist whether it is a, in the space sun space earth space moon space or you know jupiter space or mars space when what we are facing is that in the total space there is a there is a planet earth there is a uh, satellite uh, there is a planet moon there is a jupiter there is venus sun everything is in space same is the case individuals in this awareness they are all spots of awareness or awareness in reality appearing to be individualized and for transaction purpose they transact with each other now to give this the next stage he goes to the next toka 
यथाकटाकाशे रजहादूमादिर्भ्युत न सर्वे संप्रयुज्यंदे तद्वज्जीवा सुखादिभि एक्चुअली देर इज ए आर्ग्युमेंट बिटवीन शंकराचार्य एंड टू ओपनेंट्स हु आर इन दिस पर्टिकुलर एक्सप्लेनेशन ऑफ द भाष्या वन इज सांख्या एंड अदर इज वैशेषिक हु आर हु आर बीइंग ऑपोजिंग दैट यू नो आत्मा कैनॉट बी दैट वे बिकॉज what the question is uh, let me explain the karika first then we will go to the details details of the uh, dispute yatha ekasmin ghatakashe just as in one pot space raja dhumadibihi the dust and the smoke etc we say that the pot is contaminated by the dust and the smoke etc सर्वे न संप्रयुज्यंदे तद्वत् जीवा सुखादिपि न संप्रयुज्यंदे इफ वन पार्ट इज कंटामिनेटेड डजंट मीन द एंटायर स्पेस इज कंटामिनेटेड सेम वे जीवा हैज सुखा दुखा एक्सेट्रा दिस इज अपीयरिंग टू बी ऑफ द जीवा बट is it is it of the jiva or not the that now here comes the two questions the one pot has got dirty dirty liquid in it the space is now dirty or with the dust and the smoke or the dirty liquid or whatever may be the contaminator in it that doesn't contaminate the other thing so if you are waking you have done a good job or a bad job or suffering is the happiness is there that doesn't even touch the dreamer the dreamer may still go through another set of life irrespective of what you have done done in the waking just as one pot has the contamination the other pot may not be contaminated it may be the adjacent one the one this thing therefore what is being contaminated appearing to be contaminated is limited by the limitation of the container not the space because if the space is really getting contaminated inside the pot the space being non different from the other space should contaminate the entire space we are seeing that is not happening the smell or dirty smell or a good smell inside one pot or one bottle of scent it remains inside that that doesn't smell the thing it doesn't contaminate the entire space same way in our waking our three body experiences what the dream suffering or happiness doesn't contaminate or affect our waking nor the dream deep sleep so where does this 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 thing reside or what is this sukha and dukha which or the happiness and the sorrow which we are feeling is it in the is it in the awareness or is it in the identification of the awareness or is it 
is it appearance in it now the two philosophers who are arguing is one is the saying that if the happiness and sorrow if you are saying atma is everywhere then one atma having sukha and dukkha should affect all the atmas every other atma should also feel the same happiness and sorrow that is not happening so it is hap it is only limited to one region. therefore the jiva is a reality is one philosophy given by the one set of philosophers it it is saying that shankara is refuting that saying that it is not the space which is getting contaminated the contamination is limited because of the limitation of the body of the pot the as long as the body of the pot is there the contamination will be contained in that pot therefore the entire other body other atma or other space is not getting contaminated same way the experiencing container called the mind intellect complex of the body of the waker when it is going through the happiness and sorrow that is uniquely for the waker to experience it his own dream body doesn't go through that or whether he is go through the dream his waker doesn't go through that which clearly means that the awareness which aware which is aware of both the waker and the dreamer and the deep sleeper is independent of things happening in the waking or the dream therefore this happening is real or unreal is what is to be understood which coming the karikas he will explain it further but he says that taking that upon oneself that i am happy i am sorrowful i am the one who is suffering i am the, you know uh, miserly and i am indebted to and therefore all thoughts of imagination which we are bringing in the waking is a container of the waking container body that doesn't leave so suppose if you had a pain and everything in the operation or anything in the waking state in the dream you may don't even see that operation or the effect of the operation or anything you may remember you may not remember but the body of the deep sleep doesn't have waking or dream or there there you don't even have the body you don't have the feeling of uh, the one the individuality the neither the mind nor the sensation of the body nothing is there so what happens is that we are getting into each of the containers of the waker dream and deep sleep but we are not neither the waker nor the dreamer nor the deep sleeper this has to aspect has to be understood properly and the i am not getting into the philosophical dispute between the nayayika vaisheshika and all there is a, you know detailed discussion about how the sankhyas think that you know there is multiple atma and there is only one prakriti and the tadatmya of prakriti and the purusha is the reason why the we are feeling the individuality and when the atma when the individual atma realizes that that he is his association with the prakriti is the reason for his sorrows he gets realized from that prakriti this was the philosophy which was existing earlier because they could not see that in the upanishad itself there is a mentioning about this that there are 
where you know it says that you know there is only one atma and how can they feel that there is many in this world many atma they are going against the when the what you call the upanishadic words itself so these statements are now contradicting themselves therefore shankaracharya says that you are contradicting your own uh, philosophy of the upanishad where that he say that once the person realizes yatrana anya pasyadi anya shrunodi anya dijanadi once he sees realizes his own real nature he doesn't see the separatedness in many he sees the oneness in everything he sees from the awareness point of view and it is not that he doesn't have his experiences experiences also he knows as events in awareness not events in reality happening so this type of an attitude is what is the difference between that what is not understood when the sankhyas made that there are many atma for it and in the sixth karika i'll take that also for uh, completing this theme today rupa karya samakhya cha vidyande tatra vai akashasya na veda asti tadvat jiteshu nirnaya rupa karya samakhya the name the form the activity and the name these three they are na cha vidyande tatra tatra vai the in the when you when you take it this tatra tatra means on the in the each of the activities whether it is a form or action or the name there will be separations vidyante tadyante that between them there is difference between the name between the action and between the forms and all akashya akashasya veda nasti tadvat but the name the action and the and the form needs space for their existence the shape of the pot that is the shape is the form the 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 activity which the pot can do is called the karya which the action which the pot can do and akhya is the name which we call it with the name pot so all the three are dependent upon one reality which is the space in which the pot itself has existing without the space neither the name pot nor the pot shape or the utility of the pot can exist same way if the awareness is not there the name that i am an individual is cannot stand by itself the activity which the individual is doing is is in totally depending upon awareness whether he has it is a memory recall or while working it needs awareness and the shape which he thinks that i am the body limited to the body is based on the the awareness of the body which is also is depending upon the awareness if he is not aware of the body which is in the deep sleep state his body is not there but he is there so awareness in spite of the fact being available when it doesn't identify itself with the body 
the body awareness also is not there in the deep sleep like that the name shape and the activities are all superimposition given on the awareness we don't see the awareness now there is a difference there is a lot of you know similarity between the space and the awareness both are intangible you can no way you can know what the both body space what what is awareness both are unlimited or infinite in nature you cannot divide awareness in any way all these things are explained in stage by stage in the coming karikas it is a step by step this is the preamble with which kaudapada is going to take us from that using the analogy of space and awareness in the space as a part appears is similar to the in the awareness the individuality arising both of them will be now analyzed threadbare to say that there is no right for that separation to be felt there is if at all if it is being felt it is due to the ignorance of not knowing the awareness this we will be dealing in detail in the coming classes with that i stop today's lecture because not keeping well also so let me limit it to this ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमद पूर्णा पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवावशिष्य ओम शांति 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 हरिओं श्रीगुरुभ्यो नम हरिओं धन्यवाद थैंक यू थैंक्स विंदर थैंक यू वेरी मच and now the room is open to any questions or clarifications in regard to these karikas of advaita prakaranam bindu ji one thing i wanted to ask was regarding uh deep sleep so it seems like i can so when it is asserted let's say that there is no mind um i can always imagine a scenario where let's say for example i will just take a example from waking state where someone got blackout drunk and they had no memory of it right when they let's say went to sleep and when they woke up like to the extent that even if someone showed them the video of them getting blackout drunk and talking and stuff like that they will be baffled maybe in some cases they will even say the video was doctored or something so so couldn't it be the case that in the uh, in the deep sleep some dreams occurred but in the same way that the in as from the blackout no memories are formed uh, in the same way that uh, some dreams occurred and no memory was formed meaning that in the deep sleep there could be the case that mind was there but no memory was formed right so i mean so on what basis can we so shouldn't it be more like yeah there is this lump and we call it unknown rather than saying that it's a no mind um, thing there like deep sleep doesn't mean when we go to bed then have a deep sleep yes that is the longest period we ex we experience it by deep sleep and dream are there all the time in waking dream and deep sleep but in deep sleep there is no waking and dream 
in the waking where the deep sleep happens is that in the deep sleep equivalent is happening is that just if i ask you exactly 10 minutes back what did you do what will you answer exactly 10 minutes back not approximately exactly 10 <laughs> minutes back what did you do yeah that cannot be answered because exactly 10 minutes like already the time has passed when i'm going to even answer it so that cannot be answered there is there are patterns of dream and deep sleep and waking intermingled even in dream waking that is why we we have daydreams we have imaginations we plan we you know you know think that tomorrow will be there and which we'll be executing and all those things are called the subtle mind which is equivalent to the dream because nothing is tangible at that time it's all in imagination only same way in the deep sleep state is equivalent to where we are totally blank about that period of time in our waking what we did or what did happen we may not remember it from childhood till date if we had all the memory of everything what has happened we would have become mad definitely anybody anybody will become mad it is the it is the nature's way of protecting that our mind is functional because of these three functions keep happening so the absence doesn't mean in the deep sleep alone is there it is there in waking even in dream because it's the absence we are don't remember all the dream but while experiencing also we had the three mix that you know in the dream we may be imagining something in the dream we are experiencing the dream and in the dream we may forget something which has happened in the dream so these things these are all the three aspects which was explained in the mantra number 3 4 5 and 6 of the upanishad in the beginning what is vivikta book means very clear is what we call it as jagrat it doesn't say the waking hours where the experiences are absolutely clear we call it as waking where the experiences are you know subtle and like a memory we call it as swapnam and where there is no kanjana kamam kamayade na there is no desire no knowledge no expectation no you know no sort of activity that is what is called susupta so these are the type of world we have or the experiential world we have but our tendency to associate it with our daily waking dreaming and deep sleep that we and we also think that we dream only when we are sleeping no we are dreaming even during waking i think yeah that point i think bindu ji uh, is beautiful i think uh, because yeah i mean normally like sushupti the word right um, we would designate a whole like, let's i mean because we can easily imagine let's say we did not have dreams when we went to sleep and we would designate the entire thing as sushupti and maybe that is the only thing we will see as sushupti but of course like if we see it more kind of independently existing even within the waking state yes there is um sushupti and then yes there is um jagriti and by the definitions that you gave yeah so then it becomes like uh, yeah then it's definitionally yeah then there is no um problem <laughs> okay thank you yeah, thank you um, bendori
again you need awareness right yes so this is what the parikas are now leading us to subsequent uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah yeah i mean why i don't have at all ever a problem advait is you know the foundation easily so you know that is that is obvious to me but is just all always the problem in my mind is the part when everything is called the illusion that is where the only thing which wrangles my mind so i i always look at that and try to you know get to the bottom yes. of that but but yeah. i think it's clear what you have explained and uh, but the yeah, word the word illusion has to be understood from the advaitic point of view not from our transactional point of view and but the illusion of a waker is different illusion of a dreamer is different but illusion of from the advaitic point of view is different from the illusions of the waker and the illusions of the dreamer thank you bindu ji and i hope you feel better and uh, you know uh, uh, i mean i would urge you to rest whenever you feel the need for it don't we don't want to tax you too much also but thank you for being here yes hand tracing works uh, <laughs> yeah sorry i was on. no i didn't notice that <laughs> <laughs> that's okay uh, yes i did have a question a beautiful session uh, binduji and thank you so much for being so committed to this uh because you're giving a lot of insight in things that is otherwise uh very much a mystery so thank you but my question um and I'll read it because it's been a bit uh when you were talking about this space where the pots are uh, appearing in uh this space has all the knowledge all the ultimate knowledge right uh because it is in awareness um when the pots are in that space and one part gets realized do all the other parts get affected by that if the awareness is there this is exactly the question which was somebody asked uh, ramana maharshi also the same question i think the answer is given by maharshi that you know when you woke up from the dream what happened to the world and the people in the dream um it disappeared you you realize they are all they were unreal no yes right they disappeared or they became unreal or they don't they are they no more accessible for you right right now when you realize your true nature in the waking what happens is that immediately this the world doesn't disappear as long as the instruments are there the world of experience will continue to that but you know the reality of those till then what we gave the values and uh, you know reality to the individual objects will have a new meaning and new reality to it you won't you will see the same tree as a tree but you will know the reality of the tree today we know the reality of the tree as a tree with the trunk and branches and leaf and uh, you know differences but we never see the awareness of the in which the tree is existing that awareness 
of the tree existing you can only fathom when your separatedness from the awareness is dropped right today today we are separating ourselves as individual from the awareness therefore we are not seeing the awareness everywhere we are seeing them as objects so that our separatedness without the awareness as you know as awareness as a tool for us by the mind is what we feel now because when we have the separatedness but that from the tool of awareness because of information or a understanding or a knowledge as an awareness will be shift to the nature or the purity of the awareness in which the information awareness everything can exist that becomes like the space inside a pot it has got the space inside for its own existence it is there outside same way we will we will know that the it is the awareness which is the reality in which the individuality of mine is felt my existence is also reality is only awareness not that i have a separate existence and that is the same with everything which is there in my all my sensory inputs both internal and external okay so if a guru who is realized and is in contact and is in that space um his uh boundary of the part basically has disappeared so it can affect the other parts who still have the part around them right not that way oh he, he knows that the interaction between the parts is due to the apparent boundary created by the instrument called pot and the pot also needs the same space for its existence same way the feeling that karin is independent and separate prasad is independent and separate or i am independent and separate is because we identify with our body but all the three are suspended in one awareness and that awareness is the same for with with which you identify with your body prasad identifies with his body and i identify with my body when that is understood what is that awareness then even though these independence and separatedness is appearing there you will know the reality behind it Mm-hmm. as long as the operation of the sense organs and the body is continuing that is why he is such a person is called a jeevan mukta okay thank you uh, binu ji one just thing i noticed uh, and i don't know if it's significant or not but maybe uh, <laughs> you can just clarify so one thing i notice is maybe what maybe so it's uh, i'll just use the english equivalents uh, right i think one way you can go about is first locate deep sleep 
like oh this is where deep sleep is happening in time period and then give a definition of it and other way is first give a definition of it and then locate wherever you want to locate um i suppose the second one is what you are saying is the correct thing to do right just to get clarification on i didn't get exactly what you were okay so i mean yet. like yeah i mean so we have these words let's say i'm using the english equivalents of uh, the sanskrit ones waking dreaming and deep sleep so it's one thing to first locate oh you were waking from 7 am to um 10 pm and let's say then you were um deep sleeping from 10 pm to let's say um 12 pm uh then you were dreaming from 12 pm to 12 5 pm and then you were deep sleeping again from so on and so on it's one thing to first ident first locate a location like a time period wise that where these happened and then define them and it's another thing to first define them and then locate them for example when you said that deep sleep is actually even happening within the waking state but first given a definition and then you see that yeah by that definition it by that definition it's located everywhere right that it is not that way man because the time the terms time and space is also a factor of the waker the waker's time and space is not the same as the dreamer's time and space nor does a deep sleeper have a time and space of its own so when you are doing all these jugglery you are doing it only in the waking so from the waker's point of view you can locate times and give the time and all but that in no way is going to contain or limit or you know restrict or even define the substratum in which everything is suspended the dependency of the substratum is irrespective of what measurements you want to put it and locate it so how will you do that yeah yeah so that that's exactly what i'm saying so um what i was saying was first you give a definition of jagrit sushupti and the other thing and from the waking state perspective then you are maybe yeah juggling and speculating oh within the waking state you know like there are these time periods like you know maybe my minuscule deep, deep sleep ones and dreamy ones right and like then there is this chunk of dreamy one and uh, then there is this chunk of deep sleep anyways my point was that it seems like the definition is primary and then you can do the location jugglery and you know uh, uh, for understanding things. if understanding that helps you i don't know you can uh, you can use that but that is not how the karika or upanishad deals with it yet manasana manute enar muhur manur madam that is it is not with which which can be grasped by the mind but with which the mind is capable of grasping nedam ididam upasate not the one not what you think or understand as what you understood so that is how it is being defined as by the upanishad so how will you define these things is something which is very tricky with our modern language i have to think about it because some i think some new thing hit me today so <laughs> i have to think about it uh, but uh, yeah thank you
Bindo, um, I, I want to uh, ask you how to, uh, how and when to go deeper into what Karen was raising because this has come up several times, and I really uh, believe that um, the question isn't. I, I think we we need to go deeper into that particular question uh, about personal realization and how that. Uh, is obliterated in actual realization. Do you think we should do that in a separate room or the or the after room, or how would you like to approach that? No, we can do it as a separate session itself. Yeah, Maybe. then I will. Um, I'll back channel you because I, I communicated with Karen a little, and I I, I think this is really critical. Um, so thank you so much. Pranam Binduji, thank you very much. Pran for Pranam Prakash, uh, can you? Um, you know, maybe you're going to just repeat it, but uh, I think that might help uh, me and many others. What is the miserly state of the upasaka or the during the upasana? See, the word kripana is the used. Karpanya dosha is also coming in the Bhagavad Gita. So kripanata is a state of insufficiency. That insufficiency is unwarranted as per the Shastra because you are the Brahman. Jivo Brahmaivanapara. There is no difference between you the awareness, not the you the body. You the awareness and the awareness in which everything is suspended or sub, is, a, is a substratum for everything. The not knowing the reality, the insufficiency which is being felt is because of the identification with the body complex and thinking that I am the body which has got birth and death and decay, all the six forms of transformation from the birth to grow, age, fall sick, decay and death. All those things are attributed to me but if we really analyze that the awareness of the individual has never undergone any change due even though when his body was growing or body was becoming sick or body is going all those changes are known to an, an awareness which is seeing the changes of the body. So what is the change, The what is the one which is saying cannot be the part of the change. It has to be a witness. So the witness has to be seen separately. Until that separation is seen, this feeling of miserliness or insufficiency that I am a limited individual located or contained in a body with certain capabilities and incapabilities etc. is due to the identification of the individual. Something very similar to a, a, you know, a, some, a person who had a sumptuous meal before going to sleep starts dreaming that he is and not had food for many days and he is begging on the street. There is no relationship between the two physically or the experience wise. 
but that feeling can happen physically he had the food meal just one hour or two hour before or maybe something like that but yet he can dream that he is having not having food and uh, begging for food or any such contradictory experiences between the two states what does it show that is that experiences are of the waking and the dream are independent of the reality not realizing the reality make us feel that we are insufficient and this insufficiency is what is called the karpanyam or kripanata or miserliness thank you thank you bindu ji you know i i always think of that as the dementia of the atman no 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 atman has no dementia okay it is suprakashe kuto avidya is the statement which uh, sureshwarya makes where can where can be darkness in the sun namaste hope you get well soon yeah thank you you are you are slightly low in your voice can close uh, now better now yeah it's better yeah it's better okay so the question is that when somebody awakens right i have read that there is a feeling of indifference towards everything which is natural right because removing the difference or removing the duality now with that indifference when one lives in that indifference should duality be considered as a lower state or because there is indifference can it be celebrated for example if there is a grand illusion and if there is a simple illusion can one start appreciating the difference between these two because of the fact that you have transcended all duality and now even if you consider the illusion as real or if you consider the illusion as unreal real there's a duality between real and unreal naturally that should go because you have transcended duality so even if you consider it as illusion or if you consider it as real should not really matter there should be a feeling of indifference towards these two so what stops someone from passionately getting involved in the world after realization why do we see lot of uh, sages uh, you know secluded from the world or that may be an assumption but you can clarify please thank you once you know the reality genius whether you have the experience of heaven or hell you know that these are all illusions in the awareness there is no separate reality for the heaven or the hell nor there is a difference between there is a realized person and unrealized person for the person who has realized who has known the truth he sees everyone as realized person only their nature is realized person but they don't know that 
So such a person becomes a person to explain to the people who you are, your Swarupa, your very nature is Nitya Shuddha Buddha Mukta Swabhava. That is your pure Atman, you are the nature of awareness in its purity. You are not realizing that, that is why you are getting identified with the body and you are doing all those things. That explanation and teaching is being done by that person because knowing well, well that there is an apparent separatedness between as a student and as a person who has realized it. This knowledge, even though he knows that, that is also awareness as the same as awareness of mind or the one who is realized. So when he is interacting, his interaction is with the knowledge of the reality of the both. So whether he passionately gets involved in the world, like how Janaga was a ruler with all the knowledge, or he becomes a mendicant like a Sugabrahmarshi, even without clothes, walking around, world moving around in the world. It doesn't matter. It, it, it all appears to be different ways from the people, the way in which those who are still in the path, seeing those people. Their own experience, if you look at the, the Janaka king, who is a king, and the mendicant Brahma Shuka, there is for in their own personal experience, there is no difference because they see the truth only. What they with the body they do is, is not conditioned by any desire or any promptness or anything. It is that with the instrument is like that. If a pot is designed to carry gold coins in it, it will carry gold coins in it. If the pot is supposed to carry cow dung, it will carry cow dung. Does the pot have anything? No, I am now, I know that I am the awareness and I am in the space. I know the space means, does it, it has no condition like that, you know. It, it is not nothing like that. It is a body and each body is appearing to be functioning from the point of view, those who have not known the reality. Nyate doidamna vidyate is the reality. Once you know the reality, the apparent dualistic experiences of the world is seen as appearances. Appearances, in, not in the appearances what we prefer in the waking. In the Advaitic reference when we say appearances is, is the awareness itself. There is no appearance separate, awareness separate. No. The appearance, appearance and awareness are not two different things. But in the waking we say for appearance and the real, I have got a different meaning. The word meanings are different. It is not that type of a meaning when we talk from the Advaita point of view. In Advaita point of view, when we say appearance means, AI which I told last class to Patrick, Ananyatvam and Advitiyatvam. There is no two to separate out. There is only one existence or one which is itself is. It is the same water which is appearing as the bubble, the froth, the cloud, the snow, the ice, the stream, the rain, rain everything. It's only one water itself, appearing to be many. So Ananyatam, you know that by that way. That is there is only one. Then there is Adhyudhyatam. In water, there is no otherness. Other than water, there is nothing else. So that aspect of that, in awareness, 
there cannot be a, a greater awareness lesser awareness or something that in within that you cannot segregate it so when it comes to this type of a thing the segregation which is being done by are done by people who are not who are not capable of seeing it from their point of view of the awareness but as from the body point of view they will see the difference but from the experiential point of view whether he is a mendicant or a king doesn't make a difference thank you so much bindu ji that was very beautiful um one more question which may qualify as irrelevant for an advaiti but still curious um this grandeur of the illusion or the intricate uh, and spectacular design of the illusion or ananyatvam that you are talking about um is it the same in waking and uh, dream because i personally have no way to find out so just just wondering uh, you know because because again in duality it is very much worth appreciating right uh, but i've read somewhere that there is a difference and uh, uh, it is poetic in a sense where i read that in the dream uh, no our dream is our dream but our reality or i mean in a dual sense our reality is brahma's dream and that is why the illusions look so very brilliant right so is there any reference of this the grandeur and beauty of any edifice is only as strong as its foundation and the foundation for all appearances is maya avidya which is non existent so the grandeur and beauty of everything what you refer to is also an illusion only because it's unreal it it hurts when you say that bindu ji <laughs> <laughs> but that is a reality yeah yeah i mean it, it is i don't know it seems technically wrong judging uh, something so beautiful by just saying that it is bricks and sand right but yeah it, reality is reality thank you again bindu ji thank you ji in in uh, uh, bindu ji in the sundarya lahri uh, right i mean this is the contradiction right that's why i always find it uh, and i don't want to deviate too much i know this is but i always find that this dichotomy is there and i always feel that that this idea that shankara uses because he if so if you look at Shand- sundarya lahri right he talks about the greatness of shakti and and i always find that this is a device that he uses just like any teacher depending on the student that he uses somewhere he, he, he you know whether it's vivek chudamani or drigdashya vivek or you know all of these texts there is a different flavor to it but if you look at something like sundari lahri it's a very different really? flavor i wonder if you would would actually elaborate yeah. on that the reason is that you know deep the historians the philosophers and the 
people who are really truthful to the advaita they consider that what we call as bhashyakara means one who has written commentaries for the 10 upanishad gita and brahma sutra has done only that work and he has not written any other any other book all other books are by subsequent shankaracharyas who had been had the title of shankaracharya but since there is no tradition in india to take the authorship they all attributed it to their guru so by that it came to be known as written by shankaracharya but then there is marked difference in the in the method in which those later creations were made it has got diluted from the standpoint of the bhashyakara that's why i would like to use the word bhashyakara for pure advaita shankara advaita and not shankara for you know because people can misunderstand him the one who has written vivek chudamani or uh, you know bajagovindam saundarya lahari all those things are there there are many thousands of you know things which is supposed to be written by shankaracharya but they the historians and those who are experts in the in the linguistic field in madras university has made a compilation of what they think as the original by the bhashyakara and following him others who have written it but attributed to shankaracharya which shankaracharya they themselves do not mention it because in india there is a tradition never the authorship of good work is taken by the individual nor attributed to his son nor to his father nor to his family it is either attributed to the guru or to the ishta devata they never take credit of any of the activity so you will find that most of the places there is a lot of common references to that in very very few places where there is a mangala shloka is written you will find the name of the guru coming when it is been dedicated to the ishta devata and that too mostly in the other schools of philosophy so sampradaya there is a methodology in which it is an uh, i have i remember, don't remember the shloka you know atmanama it is starting with that atmanama something like that where your name your you know your children your son's name your brother in law's name your sister's name or family name will never be given the credit for your work it will be dedicated to the guru or the ishta devata so saundarya lahari or anything this i i don't consider it to be written by the same person who has even if you look at the bhashya by itself from what i have studied the clarity with which he wrote the bhashya has become a masterpiece when he came to the time he came to the writing of the brihadaranya from the ishavasya language to the brihadaranya language there is a marked difference even though philosophy wise he has not changed the methodology with which he was commenting on those verses have gone through tremendous change and the masterpiece is brihadaranya upanishad bhashya and if one is not even mantukya 
if we, if we want to study the Brihadaranya Upanishad Bhashya, he will have no doubt about Advaita. And he will have no doubt about anything in the world. So we must study that together, Bhinduji, in upcoming months, I guess. Uh, well, I don't know whether I can never take Brihadaranya because without getting into the Sanskrit commentary of Shankara, the mantras himself are not like how the Karika of Gaudapada is there, you know. It is very uh, cryptic and uh, the Vedic language. So I may have to depend upon the Bhashya, Shankara Bhashya for the explanation. And to get into Shankara Bhashya means it is it's a never-ending thing. Even my teacher has taken more than 600 hours to just do four chapters. So out of the six chapters, he took 600 hours for explaining those. So I don't know. I, I'm not even thinking in that line deep. Yes, it's a it's a very it's a, one of the uh, longer Upanishads for sure. Very very long Upanishads. But we can take some small aspects of it and maybe discuss that as a special, you know, topic-wise, not as a total Upanishad like how we are doing. Uh, we did, you know, Katha Upanishad, Kena Upanishad, Muntaka and this Mantukya. That way we might not be able to do that. But there are topics which are individually specific to Brihadaranya. Maybe I may have to, I may look into it like later stage and then decide about it. Yes, I think that actually it would be so much even more maybe uh, fruitful, right? If we have this before and then we study it before and then come in, you know, because that could be. I mean, I think that self-study would be very. I think it just. It's it's just requires that sort of attention, you know, flipped, like the flipped learning model that we come study, then we come and listen to you and then we are ready, you know, already we have studied the text. Right. So we will meet again on Friday as usual, continue the Dvaita Pragaranam one, the Karikas. Thank you all. Hari Om. Namaste.